Ting in my, you know. <laughs> the people you'd go to the store, they're gay. I'm like, there's so many gay people gay here. Is like, everybody gay? <laughs> I'm like, oh, somebody got ran over. They're like, just because clothes are in the street, yeah. doesn't mean someone got ran over. So I'll maybe some kid out there who's walking by said, oh, look, a homo. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> when I'm like in super masculine places, like yeah. Home Depot. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they made me play Barbies for like five minutes until I was starting to make them play Barbies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the queens be out there catching. And, yeah. The queens got it. They got it all sorted wow. out. Yeah, yeah. Do I wear a suit and tie? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm gay. It's a wrap. Yeah, yeah, this is what it is. So. Yeah, come on, sister, brother. Let's go. <laughs> just put my shades on when I. I know. Right? Just, just hand me the bag. Put on a wig. <laughs> this episode of Primary Care is sponsored by Rougiette Health. More than just an ED treatment. What age did you realize that I'm probably a little different? I'm I'm definitely drawn to these guys over here and not the girls that all my friends are into. Do you remember that time? I was like nine is when I kind yeah. of knew like I'm a, I feel a little teen in my you know. <laughs> but I think yeah. it was uh, like eleven or twelve when I'm like yeah it's yeah I'm gay it's a wrap yeah yeah this is what it is so. Yep. I actually knew when I was like six. Oh, I could wow. just always knew that I was drawn to more feminine things. And I, I recall even liking to dress up in girls' clothes. I felt mainly too that I was just more comfortable around girls. So I was trying to emulate what they were doing. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure why. I look back and I think about it a lot too um, to try and figure out like why that was the case. <laughs> but I, I, I did grow up with a lot of girls. All my okay. cousins are female. They made me play Barbies for like five minutes until I was starting to make them play Barbies. Yeah. <laughs> the tables turned. And then, you know, obviously into puberty, it was, that was game over. I was like, yep, yeah, this is, this is me. I have a younger brother. He was adopted when I, the day I got into medical school. So, nice. and he was born that day. So we have a very different perspective on life. You know, he, I was away from, for school for eight years. So we didn't get to interact much, but yeah. when we do get to interact now, he, uh, his friends paint their fingernails nice. and his, his favorite color is pink. And, you know, it's just all these things where I'm like, I didn't even say the word pink right. until I was 15, you know, <laughs> I was scared, but you know, it's, it's a different world and hopefully that continues to, to grow and people feel more comfortable. And I certainly was not comfortable talking to my family. And I think if I did, they would have put me in a hospital for evaluation, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, for so sure. you think you'll stay in Austin for a while or, um, so I'm very close to my family. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm kind of like, not that I'm gay and like all of this stuff, I'm like, I feel more comfortable moving back home. That yeah. was unfortunately one, one aspect of wanting to live further away um, just so I can be my authentic self. But yep. I do see myself moving back to Georgia. I'm not where I'm from at yeah. all, but yeah. probably Atlanta or so just to be accessible to my family. Yeah, Atlanta's yeah. great. Yeah. So I lived there uh, when I did my medical training after the first two years of medical school is mainly in the books. You're mm. not really doing too much clinically. And then the last two years, it's all clinical rotations. So a year and a half I spent in Atlanta doing my clinical rotations at Atlanta Medical Center. I loved it. Yeah. The weather is incredible. I never thought I'd love a city that was away from the beach so far, but mm. uh, the city was the people, the food, the yeah. culture. There's always something to do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it still has that Southern charm. It's huge in the gay, you know, aspect of cities out there. Yeah. I feel like it's a mecca for the gays. So we have tons of stuff to do, tons of people to meet. You can find so many different circles. Mm -hmm. You can be in multiple friend groups, which is not common in a lot of big cities. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I miss it there. When's the last time you were there? 
I was there probably about two or three months ago. Yeah, it, it, it was it was good. Like the wings, uh, <laughs> you know, like you know, we had a gay uh, waiter. It, yeah. was, it was it was cool. And that's it. that was my experience too. I, I think the first time I ever went, I was seventeen or eighteen. I went with a friend, and uh, it was one of his friend's birthday parties, and everyone there was like educated, had gone to college or they were in college and jobs and our waiter was gay. Yeah. The people you'd go to the store, they're gay. I'm like, yeah. there's so many Is gay people gay here. Is everybody gay? <laughs> <laughs> Granted, there's many cities like that. I had just never really seen them. Like, yeah. uh, do you like to road trip very much? Um, I would do it. Yeah. I would never like volunteer to do it, <laughs> but I, I would definitely do yeah. it for sure. But, uh, I drove from me and my friends, well, me, my friend's mom, and then his family. We went to uh, from Atlanta to Toronto on a road wow. trip. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully it wasn't like a time constraint or was there... I feel like road trips are best when you don't have too much like time that you have to hit something at a certain certain day um not necessarily we did get a speeding ticket but it was it, <laughs> it wasn't forced um right but uh no we we stopped in uh lexington yeah kentucky yeah beautiful Fir no we stopped in louisville okay first louisville. and don't hold me to this because it was a long time ago but yeah. we stopped somewhere first and then we got to toronto and i was so anticipated to get there it was like some clothes in the street and my yeah. mind was just like i'm in a new country yeah. like all this stuff i'm like oh somebody got ran over and they're like just because clothes are in the street yeah doesn't mean someone got ran over i was just like so out of my element right. i was and everybody just looked at me like yeah it's time for a nap but, how old were you uh, i was like 21 yeah so yeah, yeah. yeah. still not ment fully mentally developed so there probably was a result <laughs> i'm still not fully <laughs> mentally developed now so i get you i, I think what's interesting we went on a, ro a really wrong, long road trip last year um we started in jacksonville drove to la and then back to jacksonville Sheesh. and we did it over 10 weeks so i wrote i work remotely and so okay. but i work with like massive computer like a big desktop and so i was like lugging these things everywhere we went <laughs> so we would stay like one week a city or uh, in each city for like a week but it was a really cool way to get to really see different areas like we stayed in el paso texas which i'd never been before such yeah. a beautiful place albuquerque new mexico was really cool too right. we got to stay in new orleans for a week on my road trip we went to the first Kentucky um, KFC ever made. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's how was it? It was cute. It was cute. <laughs> was it like I know that the first Chick-fil-A is in Georgia, but that's outside of a mall, but there's like it's like the dwarf house. Have you ever been there? I haven't. I you heard have about to it. Go. Yeah. And hopefully Chick-fil-A is more diverse. They hired a diversity person. They uh, hopefully they don't okay. come for me for eating at Chick-fil-A. Come on, sister, brother. Let's go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's the hardest part. I know Chick Fil A has some anti queer agendas, but man, they make a good yeah, chicken that sandwich. Chicken, I'm like, Ooh. just put my shades on when I. I go. know, right? Just, just hand me the bag. Just I'm hand just me the bag. I know. I did the same thing. Like, yeah. Right, I got put on a wig. <laughs> Speaking of wigs. Hey folks, my podcast Primary Care is sponsored by Rougiette Ready, the latest pharmaceutical advancement in erectile dysfunction. This is a sublingual compounded treatment using three ingredients, sildenafil, tadalafil, and apomorphine, and it works up to five times faster than pills and chewables. We give you a promo code PRIMARYCARE for 20% off your first order and free shipping. Now, let's get back to uh, the content. Have you ever worn a wig? I haven't. I haven't. I always wanted to like dress up as like an old woman yeah. with my friends and like go out to the club. Why not? 
I think it would be a good time. I think you would I think you would really embrace that character. I think it would be hilarious and yeah. I would like to come if you ever do. <laughs> I don't wear wigs often, but we do have a couple. I do have some heels at home that hurt really bad. I don't know how they do it, but we we tried. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but have you do you have, have you ever felt like that difficulty is kind of trying to suppress your feminine side or is that not really a big part of who you are? Cuz you do appear, you know, quite masculine and um, I don't know. Has that been a juggle or a struggle or not something that's really affected you much? Um, kind of, sort of. So I think it's kind of like um, subconscious sometimes when I'm like in super masculine places like yeah. Home Depot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you know, I do find myself like just being like kind of tensing up and being more like defensive. Yeah. Um, so I do think it's still like a, a work in progress in a sense. Um, so like certain places I go, I do notice because it does take me back to those super like masculine, toxic masculinity type of places. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just a work in progress, but I do definitely still deal with that for sure. For sure. How old are you now? If you don't mind me asking. Um, 27. 27. I don't know okay. why I had to think about that. Yeah, no, no, me too. I'm, I'm 33 now, but I always say I'm 32. But yeah. now, now I'm going to start saying 33 and then by the time I get that, I'll be 34. Right, yeah, yeah. You got you to gotta do it yeah escape mentally like i said i do feel like there's a huge sort of stigma that you can sort of go under the radar the more masculine you present and the more masculine you dress and so i try to fight that especially in jacksonville where i want to be like as queer as possible so maybe some kid out there who's walking by said oh look a homo yeah for sure for sure (laughs) and they give me like i could do that too you know um you can be whoever you want to be you can embrace your sexuality you can be as sexual as you want to be you can be as non-sexual as you want to be you can be as feminine as you want to be as masculine i literally would would suppress anything remotely feminine for a long time um i wish i could have played flag football (laughs) hey the league is still open and i think oh wow really yeah you should should come out and play if he does i gotta get my commission off of it (laughs) that would be cool you should definitely come out and play it's uh called austin gay flag football league um ATSGFL for short. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's a good spot. I think it's one of the biggest gay flat football leagues in the United States, or wow. at least it's getting there for sure. So yeah. it's a good time. That's cool. So yeah, it's it's yeah the queens be out there catching. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> have you made a lot of good friends there? It seems like a cool place to socialize. I definitely have. Yeah, I made a lot of good friends there. Majority of my social circle came from that league, yeah. or people I have met through somebody in the league. So gotcha. yeah, it's kind of built the whole society around me in the, in the I mean, I might try it out, but don't make fun of me. Yeah, I can throw. Okay, that's can, a start. I can catch. Uh, I can run. So those three, okay, three things we just that, gotta throw okay, and put them got, together. Okay, we we can we can mix some <laughs> up and make some. Yeah, we can make some. Are you on a specific team, or does it change every every uh, sort of season? Yeah, so it it changes every season. So I think that's the aspect of like meeting new people. Yeah. So each season you get a different captain, that's cool. or sometimes you can keep the same players because you get drafted. Oh, um, it's official. Wow. Yeah, the Queens got it. They got it all sorted wow. out. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Is that a whole event? Like, do you do I wear a suit and tie? Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting drafted today. Yeah, no, it's not it's not that official yet. But um, the captains is more like um, like just the captains at first, and they have an opening party where you find out what team you're on, That's and cool. that is like a big thing. You know, everybody like finds out who they're gonna be playing with, yeah. and the team name, the team logo, all that stuff. That's so cool. it's the whole thing. Yeah. Have you ever been a captain? I haven't. I'm like a lot of response. It looks stressful. Yeah. It looks stressful. But I, I, I would be open to it yeah. for sure. Yeah, that would be cool. I might to try that out. You should check it out. Yeah. What advice would you give to your younger self, um, if any? 
Yeah, I think what I would tell my younger self is um, don't take everything so seriously and everything is temporary. You know, you can be in a really uncomfortable or sad or hopeless place, whether that's me yesterday or me, you know, 20 years ago. I, that still applies that I have to remind myself that everything is temporary. There's always going to be a better day ahead. And to, to keep that positive energy and to keep that positive attitude. Also to dream big, because every time I've put a lot of energy behind one of my dreams, they've come true. Yeah. And as silly as it sounds, you know, you have to have something to look forward to and something to work towards. You know, I think our founding fathers mentioned that it's not happiness that you're going to reach. It's the pursuit of happiness. So reminding myself that this is a journey. You're never going to be wake up one day and say, I finally reached happiness. Right. Check. Right. You know, it's the whole point is you pursue it throughout your whole life until the end of your life. And so that's what I try to remind myself is this is a pursuit. This is a journey. You're going to have good days and bad days. Keep working hard and, and stay humble and um, stay positive because, yeah. you know, Tomorrow's coming. I yeah, love that. Be a better day. So. I love that. <laughs> Thanks. I love that. Oh, I feel the... How you feeling? <laughs> well, I'm super, super grateful for you to come today and, and get the chance to meet you. I always appreciate making a new friend. I'm excited. Hopefully you can help me on my football throw sure. and, and uh, hopefully you'll get us out there because that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I and, will. And uh, we'd really enjoy it. So yeah. thanks again. Add us on Instagram at Primary Care Pod. Catch up on past episodes and don't miss out on new ones. Subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify at Primary Care Pod.